Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you today? I am fantastic. How are you? Ooh, fantastic. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you. Actually, I'm fine. I'm great. Um, but I, I, fantastic. I don't know if you've ever used fantastic. Uh, you know, I try to mix it up every once in a while. So is there a special reason why you're fantastic? Well, you know, I'm just, I'm happy that it's summer. We were just talking about how it's, you know, we just can't, came off of the July 4th weekend and, um, you know, I, right. it's, you know, I, I would much prefer this over winter and I'm, I've been uh, sprinkling in some vacation days here and there. You have. Maybe and that's why you're fantastic. Yes, which has been, it's been so nice to enjoy the days more fully. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm sure the girls are having fun, enjoying more and more outdoor activity. They are. I, I call it like Camp Norcross over here. We've got all the activities going. <laughs> that's good. That, that's awesome. So when I sent you my post, what were you thinking? Because <laughs> well, you and I may, you and I have a little bit, maybe, I don't know if we have a different opinion on it. I think but we it might have, be slightly different. I think we have a different points of view because of the the work we do and right. Um, you know, I, I there were certain things where the, there are certain things about quote virtual life that that I really enjoy, but I yes. see what you're saying with that sense of community, especially for you with training. Right. And the connections that we make with people when we're yes. when we are in person. So yes. I'm excited to to kind of um, to to discuss this today. Yeah, good. And I, you know, I'm I was actually when I was writing it, I'm thinking, Marissa's not necessarily going to agree with this. I <laughs> a little more. She's probably not going to necessarily agree with this. But the point was that, and I'm and I'm glad that we don't because you know we can get both perspectives then. Right. But but so the way I started my post was that you know as I reflected back on the last year and a quarter through the pandemic, companies did an amazing thing. Like at MACNI, we went virtual in a week. Mm-hmm. And literally every bit of my training, with the exception of a window last fall, all my classes were virtual, 100% virtual. Mm-hmm. And people would say, well, great, you did it. And that's fine. And yes, we did it. But I don't think it went quite as well as we all thought it did. And, and what really got me thinking was I, I was listening to um, a podcast where this leader said that when he compared in-person meetings to virtual meetings like this, he said, when you're in person, the amount of information that is exchanged is terabytes of information. And when you're virtual, it's megabytes. Mm-hmm. And I really thought on that for a while because I didn't write this right after I heard it. Um, but I, I want to use the example of, so in our, and I, and I mentioned this in my post, in our meetings that we have, our Zoom meetings, our team meetings, our WebEx meeting, WebEx meetings, I mean, how many times did you hear someone say, you're muted? <laughs> so somebody began to say something, began to respond, and then they, oh, forgot, then they unmute themselves. Well, did they say the same thing again? Mm-hmm. Or was something missing? You know, or um, that, that friendly banter that takes place when you're going in and out of a meeting or or the jokes that you can share when you're in a meeting that you can't share with people 
Um, here, here's another one because you know we had a staff meeting this morning, and actually somebody in our staff meeting this morning started talking, and the group had to say, "You're muted," <laughs> you know. So even though we had all but probably three people were were in the room, the other thing that I noticed was you you frequently make eye contact with people during meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, you can check and see how somebody else reading something in the meeting. You can't do that when it's virtual. You need to be in the room. The other thing, and, and again, folks, don't 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 start hating me on this one because we're going to get <laughs> the other side of the perspective. I promise. The other one is like when I teach. Um, mm-hmm. We all know that fifty-five percent of our body la- of our communication is body language. Only seven percent is is words. Thirty-eight percent is tone of voice. Fifty-five percent is body language. How much of the body are you really seeing on a webcam? And the other thing that I noticed, and this I noticed because I just finished, uh, in June, I finished doing a supervisory leadership series. And I've realized how much I read from the group, how mm-hmm. much I'm connecting with the group. And, and one of the things that will happen is if I sense in the class that we are at a point where there's something meaningful that's going to come out, and it's not meaningful for me, it's, it's a topic, it's, a, it's content that they're starting to grasp. I will literally move away, from, and I don't ever use a podium, but I will move away from a standing area where I have, have kind of like one of those cocktail tables with, a, with my, my notes on it and that type of thing. And I will pull a chair up and sit in a chair in front of the room. And me just lowering myself to the level of all the other chairs in the room opens up this beautiful ability to connect and share rather than lecture and teach. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. For me. Right. And I just, I, I, you know, my whole point in this, this post was to warn people, be careful. Don't think it went as well as it did. So now let's talk about the positives. I'll let you go through the positives because, and I agree with them anyway. Yeah. So what are the positives of the virtual world? So, I mean, you can break down distance barriers. Um, yep. Or even, you know, time barriers, right? If you're meeting with someone, maybe they just work in you know, 15 minutes away, but you cut out sure. the 30 minutes of travel time for the 30 minute meeting. Um, yes. Break down those kinds of things. I think um, it allows us to, to maybe move on things more quickly because of that with scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me, I've been working remote for th- three years now. So wow. I knew it was so, a long time, but I didn't yeah, think it was three years. Oh, or okay. just, just almost three years. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's allowed me to stay connected to the team, but work from my home. Um, and you know, that goes for a lot of people. They might work for a company on, in a different time zone even. Yes. Um, I think there are certain things that, um, my favorite or I guess the, the best part I think is that it opens up options for Mm -hmm. us. And I, I think about, um, you know, I I can see both sides of the coin here. And I, I think about, say, like a doctor's appointment. So mm-hmm. if it's just an appointment where I'm going to, I don't know, go over blood work with my doctor and we both have a printout in front of us, do I need to right. get a babysitter, drive the 20 right. minutes to the office, wait in my car to be called in to have the appointment? Or can I just use telehealth? And right. make it like the 10 minute appointment it needs to be 
to go over the printout that we both exactly. have in front of us. Um, exactly. Versus an appointment where you really might need to make it, make a connection. I also think for for you and the training that you do, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, but I think there are other applications too where maybe there's some kind of um, technical training or workshop that you want to take that's not being offered near you. I think it yes. still serves as a great option um, for those types of things. Or I'm thinking about like uh, an Excel class that is mm-hmm. more technical and less based on connection and storytelling right. and narrative, but more like, can you see my screen? Let me walk you through what all these buttons do and what all the ribbons do and and kind of go from there. So I think that the greatest benefit to me is that it just provides options in, in a lot of the things that we're doing. Um, but I think to make those connections, when, when you really need to make those connections and the and virtual might be the only option, I think sure. you have to be mindful in how to do that. Um, we can't, we may not be able to replace the connections that are made in person, but I think there are ways to, to be intentional about connecting with people, sure. you know, join the call early and ask, how was your weekend or how are the kids? How's the dog? How, right. how are things going? Um, pick up the phone and just call to say hello and, and catch up that way. I think there, there are, sure. are a few things that will work for, you know, different people based yeah. on that, based on how they like to interact. But yeah. um, that's my long winded exactly. response to your question. No, that, that was, that was a great response. You know, I, I was, I was teaching a class, one of my transformational leadership classes. And one of the participants was in the class works for a local company. And uh, I was, I was talking with him about some things and I needed his address and he isn't even in New York state. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, wow, am I surprised? I thought, he says, no. He says, I'm, and, and I won't say where the state is, but he's like a couple states away. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another client of ours, a member company of ours, uh, sent somebody to one of my classes, and they were in Austin, Texas. Wow. Taking, taking the class. Mm-hmm. And, and so in those situations, clearly it is advantageous, you know, because you can have people that are at remote sites all getting the same training from the same trainer at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can also, and I really agree with your thing about uh, time savings. You know, if I typically spend 30 minutes driving to a member company to do a one hour coaching session and then 30 minutes back, that becomes an extra hour of travel that I didn't need. Mm-hmm. And what I have found, so, you know, when, when do I think Zoom works well? I think Zoom works really well one-on-one meeting. I think yeah. it works exceptionally well. I think even, you know, three people in a meeting, maybe four, you can very easily connect and have a meaningful dialogue mm-hmm. virtually. You get over that is when I think you start to, it, it loses some of the, the, the sensitivity, if I can call it that, or whatever. The, the, the communication is broken down. And, right. and maybe, I'm going to use this as an example because I was thinking about it when you're talking about things that are virtual. So I love to go, and I don't go a lot. But, but I love to go to uh, Symphoria for concert. Mm-hmm. And I, my, my favorite is the, the Pops concert at Christmas. And they did a virtual one this past December, which was a great idea. But think about the difference in experiencing music live 
versus I don't care how big your screen is yeah. and how good your speakers are because you're feeling it mm-hmm. and you're seeing it and you're sensing the audience and you're sensing the acoustics of the room. That's kind of the difference between an in-person meeting and a virtual meeting. Now, mm-hmm. we don't go to the symphony all the time because, well, they don't have concerts all the time. But even if they did, we probably, many of us would say, yeah, we'll go once or twice a year, you know, to the things that are really the, the type of music we like, the composer we like, the artist we like. Other than that, we'll probably listen to it, you know, with an MP3 file in our car, mm-hmm. you know, or at home. To me, that's, again, this difference between virtual and in-person. And I, I just want to make sure that leaders are thinking about, am I really connecting with my team? Because it is critical. There's some other things that, that I noticed. Um, I did a quick search on what's the danger of, you know, staying home, so to speak. Because we've, we've talked about in, in, in our society what happened to kids that were just learning virtually. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we know that, that, that suicide rates were up for, for, for students you know, who became isolated because there may have been a lot of things, a lot of warning signs that could have been picked up by teachers that you couldn't pick up virtually, okay? But other things, um, there is a significant risk of premature death when you're isolated. And so what would, and this, this is from the National Academy of Science. Well, why would that be? Well, because nobody is seeing you on a routine basis to even detect if there's something going wrong. Um, and, you know, uh, 50% of an increased risk of dementia for elderly if they're not interacting with people on a regular And I think about the people that say, well, I just, I have more of like, let's say a technical job. I can do that from home. Well, maybe you can, but maybe there's some other things you need. Um, 29% increase risk of heart disease and a 32% increase in the risk of stroke. And it all comes down to a fact of Isolation brings about loneliness, which is associated with higher rates of depression, anxiety, and again, suicide. So, I, you know, I, again, I'm not saying we shouldn't have virtual meetings. I'm just saying we better be really, really careful that we are using them in the right places and coming up with ways to make sure that we're connecting with people when we can't have them in person. I loved how you talked about calling people on the phone. Because mm-hmm. let's. I, it's I, the old-fashioned way. <laughs> the old-fashioned way, right. You and I can use, I think we could probably be the, the, the poster. Well, you, you could be a poster child. I'm the poster old child um, <laughs> for this. But you and I, I'm thinking about my coworkers. I probably have the best connection with you of any mm-hmm. of my coworkers. We never see each other in person. No. Nope. And when we, you know, I'm so I'm back in the office um, you know, let's say three days a week or at least part of three days a week. And, and when you come back to the office at some point, we're sharing an office. So we're mm-hmm. not going to see each other even then. Right. <laughs> so what do you think contributes to the ability for us to have a connection? I think we talk a lot and we right. talk about things that aren't, well, we talk about work things, but we also talk right. about, you know, our families and our hobbies right. and, and we've, we've, gotten to know each other outside of specific projects that we're working on. Um, and I think that for me, that's always been like a natural thing to do. I, I am sure that some of my coworkers or former coworkers find it annoying. Um, (laughs) but it helps me, (laughs) it helps me connect with people 
when I can learn about them. So I, I think that yes. that's, um, that's a big one. Yeah. I, it, we, you're and you, I knew what you were going to say. That's why I asked the question, even though I hadn't given it to you ahead of time. Mm-hmm. We know things about each other's families mm-hmm. and our lives. And, you know, when, when we get ready to record a podcast, well, we, we didn't do it quite as long this time because this is take two on this podcast <laughs> because I had a, I had a recording issue when we did this the first time, but typically we block out like an hour and people can realize the podcast is 15 to 25 minutes long, mm-hmm. but we're spending the first sometimes 20, 30 minutes just chatting mm-hmm. and catching up. And then we're, I, I, for me, I like it because I think it kind of puts us on a wavelength where we can kind of think where the other one might be going mm-hmm. with the conversation. And so that's the point about this connection piece. If you, if you have workers that are distant, are you connecting with them regularly? Are you, do you know things like birth dates, anniversaries? You know, mm-hmm. do you know what their kids are doing? Do you know how their parents are feeling? Wherever it might be. Yeah. You got yeah. it. All those things that you would know about if you're meeting in the office every day. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're getting that same amount of information. Now, I, you know, I had to, before the pandemic, I was abs. well, I shouldn't say absolutely nobody should work from home because I supported you working from home. Um, <laughs> but it was rare. I, th- I thought it was the rare individual that could work from home because mm-hmm. you have to be very structured, very mature very meticulous in, in making sure that you, you're focused on your work. And, and you are, and I knew you would be. Um, for me, I didn't realize that there are some things that I do much better from. Mm-hmm. Like I've created my office to be a creative zone for me. It's, it's where I do all my think. I start every day sitting at my desk, and I'm not even working on leadership stuff. It's just this is how I set my day. You know, I have my quiet time, my devotions, my prayer time, everything in the morning is at my desk. Mm-hmm. So that kind of proves to people that this really is my creative space. You know, we talked in the past about my aquarium that, I'm, that I stare at when I sit at my desk. It gives me this ability to think creatively. Mm-hmm. Now, in the office, I noticed this was something I noticed when I went back in last week for something. I got so distracted by the noise of other people, mm-hmm. which sounds terrible. Like what, you know, and I don't want to be in my office and have my door closed all the time. But that was something that I realized I can't focus as well in that big environment. So what I'm trying to do is figure out what do I do where to maximize my effectiveness. And I think that's the key too that people need to think about. Yeah. I, I was having this conversation with a friend recently about how you know, our, our work, many of our workplaces have changed. I mean, I know for, for some, they are, have kind of gone back to the way they have originally operated, but some organizations like, like including ours uh, have been able to kind of re-examine what we were doing before right. and during the pandemic and then decide, well, what, what do we want the future yeah. to look like? And that's right. a really amazing thing. It, to be able to to make adjustments and like you said, like look at effectiveness and efficiencies yes. and and see where there is opportunity. Whereas prior to this, we may have just kept our heads down and kept you know kept chugging along because that's how we always did right. things. Um, yep. So I think it's you know 
really an opportunity for many of us, again, not all of us, to look at what what needs to happen and in which ways it needs to happen. And yeah, um, I think there's room for a lot of different things, including in-person, virtual. I think we have a new appreciation for when we can be together, yes. which, yes. which is a piece of that community. So like there's connection, but then there's community, which I think is the right. overarching thing we're talking about here is especially as an organization, having that sense of community amongst ourselves um, and with our members for, for an organization like ours. And um, we have a new appreciation. I, you know, I wasn't able to attend something recently at the office that everyone else got to go to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was kind of like a bummer for me because I'm like, oh, you know, they're all together and I'm not there. Yep. Um, and I think we have this new appreciation for, for when we can do those kinds of things. Right. And hopefully right. that sticks around and that we really start recognizing. Yeah, I hope so. I, I hope I hope that we, we begin to, to value and cherish those those moments where we really mm-hmm. have that in person thing. You know, and, and, and just kind of recap, just to remind folks, virtual works really well with really small groups. Mm-hmm. Or if you just need to give an update, you know, an update's fine. Yeah, this is where in. we're at, this is what we're doing. A check in, it's great. You know, we still have our check-ins um, here at MACNI because we're not all in the office at the same time. But there's nothing like being there. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping folks will just, let's not get lazy. Let's not get, let's not just decide, oh, we can make this work. Yeah, we can make it work. We did for about a year and a quarter. But what is best? Mm-hmm. And then be willing to adjust and tweak things to go for what's best when you can really have this sense of community and maintain the community. So next any plans week. for the, so you want to know what we're talking about next week? Yeah. Believe it or not, I know what we're talking about next week. All right. You're going to tell Empow- me? Em- yeah. Empowerment. Okay. All right. Yeah. And any special plans for anything exciting coming up? Hmm. Well, we just transitioned over to the summer bucket list Ooh, from spring. So exciting. on July, July one, I'm kind of off the you know actual seasonal seasonal calendar. Sure. Have my own seasons defined. That's fine. And uh, so we're just working on checking things off. It's good so far. Yeah. It's been fun. Well, you know, one of the things that I had shared with you before we started recording was I, for some reason, had this crazy idea that once we got past the Fourth of July, summer was over. And then I had to remind myself, no, it just began. It just began, so, yeah. So we've got a couple months of really amazing weather. Mm-hmm. I do want to tell folks, just remind our local folks, on Friday evening and sat so Friday evening the 23rd, Saturday the 24th, and Sunday the 25th, Tekken Classic Boat Showing. Beautiful. Plus, we are back in person. I am putting it in my phone calendar right now. So, it, yep, it's that last full weekend, always in July. So this year it's the 23rd in the evening, mm-hmm. all day Saturday the 24th, and Sunday the 25th. Awesome. So there will be fun in the park in Skinny Alley. Mm-hmm. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was The Next Day.